podcasting from the JK Twin Studios. This is the show for Reds fans, by Reds fans. Each week, we take a look at the games, the players, and the stories of Cincinnati Reds baseball. Now, your hosts, Scott Evans and Nick Lawson. Oh, the first pitch drills him. Castellanos gets a stare, and he'll be granted first base. First pitch away, squirts loose, Castellanos storms home, the shovel, he's safe! And Castellanos right in the face of Woodford, and now the bench is empty! This divisional rivalry game, Castellanos took exception to getting hit by a pitch. And Woodford being held back by his teammates as he repeatedly points at Castellanos. Now the bullpens emerge. Castellanos had offered the baseball back to Woodford when he was hit. Two outs, space is empty. And he storms home on the pitch off target that was in and out of the glove of Molina. And he barked right in Woodford's face. Well, John, it is an emotional game, and I mentioned stealing second base and stealing third base so that you can score. Castellanos is thinking, yes, you hit me, I need to score, and that's exactly what you saw on the pass ball. He slid head first, he gets into the plate, and hopefully we can see a replay of what happens at the dish, but I'm going to assume he's yelling, let's go. You can see right there, head first slide, guys on his back, let's go. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of the season, probably the the highlight of the season, even if they won the World Series, uh, was that game in early in the season against the Cardinals. Unfortunately, the ending of the story was was not as good. Uh, the red season's over, eighty three and seventy nine, no ties. You know, that, that's the day I officially fell in love with, with Nick Castellanos. I never fell in love with a man before, but there you go. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. This is the Reds Fans Chatter Podcast. I'm Scott Evans. He is Nick Lawson, and this is the Reds Season in Review. And I, the ending was disappointing, but I, I think overall uh, the Reds took a step forward. Uh, they ended up with a winning record, so, I mean, you got to – you got to be a little bit happy with that because it's it's much better this year than like a sixty win season where in April uh, you know it's over. You're just going for the popcorn and the five thousand bars they have at GABP. But uh, but this year there, there were some up times and a couple of down times that really kind of kept them from being in the postseason uh, discussion and an actual postseason this year. Uh, of course, the Reds. Kept David Bell. Big mistake. Uh, I think la- I think they did the, the, like a couple of days after our last episode. Uh, they they extended uh, David Bell. Uh, Nick Crawl is still there. Uh, you're not you're not going to change uh, GMs year after year. You'll you'll never win that way. Uh, so so yeah, it, it was a disappointing season and an encouraging season all at the same time. And uh, of course, you know. Uh, individuals had some great years. Joey Votto, Nick Castellanos, Jonathan India. Uh, I, I think Tyler Stevenson made a big uh, headway this year. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, one thing that we weren't sure of when we started talking about the season back in March, they played 162 in front of fans every game. 
Yeah, I was leery. I didn't know it was going to happen, and I was happy to see it. It was so great to actually be there with with fans around you and cheering on the team that you love. Right. I think you went to a couple of games this year. I went to, uh, I think I went about four games this year. What was the now, What was the record when you went? Uh, I was three and one, I believe. Okay. I that was, wrong. I think I was 11 and 10. And you can stop going to games, man. I mean, come on. What's that? Oh, yeah. You got to stop, man. Come on, man. We need a better winning percentage than that. Come on. I, I, I think it was, or, or maybe they were uh, six and five because I think I only went to 11 games. I don't know. It seemed like you went to more than that. Nah, I, I, I usually, I typically, I go about 50% of the games that, that are in my package. So. I uh, had some personal stuff that went on this year, had some, uh, you, you know, I have three-year-old twin boys, uh, and it's awesome to take them to the game, and it is also stressful as hell to take them to the game, because uh, I'm a single parent for the most part, and, uh, and and they, I don't think any three-year-old likes to sit sit still, and then you add two of them, and uh, one of them likes to sit still longer than his brother, uh, they're wanting ice cream. I mean, thankfully they didn't have the, I know a lot of people are like, why aren't they having the vendors? Thankfully they didn't have the vendors or I would be broke, right? More broke now than I am already because I can just see it now. Cotton candy, daddy. I want cotton candy, lemon chills. Uh, I want that. <laughs> so I, I would need to take out a second mortgage, but, uh, but in sad notes, this was the last year that they get in free. Yeah, it sucks when they grow up, man. Yeah, you you know, uh, you know, when taking them places when they were two, uh, it was easier because they 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 wanted they weren't as independent then, and you know they were still in strollers. And the biggest thing is, you took them somewhere, you had to pay for you, and that was it. So, yeah. like, I took them yeah. to Dinos- Dinosaur World every year that they've been alive. And the the first year it was like, uh, me and my ex-wife is 30, 40 bucks or whatever. Uh, the next year, uh, took them with uh, my then girlfriends, same kind of thing. Took them there last year during the pandemic, the pandemic pricing, uh, was in effect because they weren't allowed to do some of the other things. The playground was closed. So they, they lowered the price uh, for adults and then they were still free because they were still two. Uh, when we went, it cost me 12 bucks this year. It was like a hundred. Jeez. Everything's so expensive now. Oh, it, it absolutely, absolutely is. And, uh, you know, the Reds game still a lot of fun, and they still let you bring your own soft drink and food in. So even though the parking's gotten ridiculous, uh, ticket prices have not really gone up since 2015. Uh, so hopefully uh, more people go to the games uh, next year. That is hopefully going to be a full season full capacity all year so uh, i mean you start off the first two months of the season uh limited to about 13 14 000 fans allowed in any full capacity it was no problem man it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun no problem and towards the end i mean the reds even in the big red machine days if you look back at the september uh attendance it's down and it never made sense but uh this year, uh, with COVID coming back a little bit, I think some people stayed home. You had high school football. 
And you had a little bit disappointing stretch in August uh, where the Reds just couldn't win, uh, as we know. And I think all of those things kind of hurt attendance. And hopefully uh, things kick back into gear next year. Uh, spring training, hope uh, springs eternal. In a couple of weeks, we'll start doing our uh, hot stove edition shows uh, as really nothing is going to happen between now and, and after the World Series. Uh, so I, I know there's a lot of questions uh on this team, who's going to be back next year? Who isn't? Uh, what are the Reds going to do? What, what's the budget going to look like? Uh, those are all questions that will be answered uh, starting after the All Star game. And we probably won't know the budget till spring training next year, to be honest, because the Reds keep that pretty close to the vest. But uh, you, you know, kind of like last year when you saw them release Archie Bradley in the off season uh, trade. Um, uh, I forgot the guy's name. Closer. Uh, Rasiel Iglesias. Oh, yeah, Rasiel Iglesias. Uh, his name escaped me for a minute. Uh, but, uh, but you, you know, you started seeing those move, you, moves. You knew that the Reds were going to start at least paring down their record uh, year in 2020 going into the season, uh, record payroll. Uh, but... Uh, but yeah, they made some additions in the in the in the middle of the season that that did help the team uh, make things interesting. Uh, in Michael Gibbons, uh, Wilson, and uh, and Sessa, so some of those guys are going to be leaving. Some will be staying. But uh, but yeah, overall, it was a fun season. And of course, uh, a guy that had an awesome season. Probably, if there is a comeback player of the year award, he absolutely should get that. He was benched last year. This year, I, I, I mean, he had almost career-high numbers in RBI, home runs, and was out a month uh, with a broken uh, thumb and uh, missed part of spring training with COVID. Of course, we're talking about Joseph uh, Daniel Votto. What a, what a year Joey Votto had. And almost career numbers when it comes to home runs. He came close. He's one home run close to tying his, his career high in home runs right. in the season. I mean, what, what, like you said, he was on, he had a bout of COVID. He had a thumb, uh, thumb injury. He was out and he still put up high mark numbers, man. What, yeah. a, what a great year for Joey. It ended hitting 266. Uh, I was hoping to get above 270. It just seems like a lot more than 266. Uh, still yeah. had a 375 on base percentage, uh, 563 slugging. Uh, it's probably one of his best OPS years uh, in, in a few. Uh, 127 strikeouts, which really is not that bad. No, usually his walk numbers are higher than his strikeout numbers, but that's okay. He still got the job done. Yeah, I mean, he had uh, 123 strikeouts in 2019, but only hit uh, 261 there. Kind of similar numbers in 2019, but he had power this year. I mean, it could be Joey Gallo. I mean, that guy struck out 213 times. Yeah, I mean, if you look at 2019, his last full season, uh, he hit 261. Everyone was disappointed about that. 357 uh, on base percentage, uh, but only had 47 RBI and 15 yeah, home runs and 15 home runs that year. Uh, so. Uh, on base percentage slightly down from uh from his yeah. typical, but you know three seventy five is not bad in this era of baseball. What was the numbers in his uh, rehab? 
Do you have those? I do not. Because <laughs> uh, hey, he was killing the ball rehab. I know that. But, uh, yeah, so uh, a, a bounce-back year. Uh, he did still have um, 77 walks. So he wasn't over the 100-walk mark. I mean, that's really the biggest difference uh, in the years uh, between his what should have been an MVP year in uh, 2017. Uh, he bounced back 36 home runs that year, 100 RBIs. This year, 36 home runs, 99 RBI. Uh, that year he had 134 walks, only 83 strikeouts. Would love to see that Joey Votto return, but I will take this Votto any day, every day, especially now that he's uh, batting cleanup. Uh, he's kind of a prototypical cleanup hitter. If you look at some of the Hall of Fame numbers of players uh, in like their 37, 38, 39-year-old uh, ages, especially if you uh, discount the steroid-era guys, I mean, Votto is excelling. I mean, I was looking at some Johnny Bench stats uh, late in his career, and and they were, uh, I hate to say it, subpar for a Hall of Famer. Uh, of course, you know, he his knees took a beating catching all those years. But, uh, but yeah, Votto, uh, I mean, overcame COVID, overcame a broken thumb. He would have probably had over 40 home runs had he been able to get his typical, you know, 600 plate appearances. Can you imagine the numbers, what they would have been if he would have played every game? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so I was gr- glad to have Votto. Yeah, he only played in 129 games and got yeah, and, I mean, and had missed, 36 home 30, runs. He missed 33 games. He could have had over 40 home runs and 100, I don't know, 115 RBIs at least. Right. The, right. The, the uh, What should have been an MVP year for him. In uh, 2017, he had a hundred. He played all 162 games uh, to get to reach 100 RBI and 36 uh, home runs. Uh, had 34 doubles that year. This year only had 23 doubles. Uh, he is definitely slower than he was in 2017. It's painful watching that guy run. <laughs> I mean, wow. <laughs> So, but no, it's, it's, I love you. I love you, Joey, but man, you're running sucks. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. <laughs> but, but yeah, he still had, let's see, one stolen base. That's one more he had last year. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Last year was the only year he did not have a stolen base in the 60 game season. They still, I mean, Joey, he seems to be getting better with age. I'm hoping that continues next year and the year after that. Uh, of course, another player that had a very good uh, year, Nick Castellanos. Uh, of course, uh, he was hampered by injury, too. Had that not happened, I think we would be really cons- talking about even where the Reds finished up as an MVP candidate, uh, like a top three qualifier. I don't know if he'll still be there or not. Uh, he had 309, 362 uh, with a 576 slugging. Uh, 34 home runs, 100 RBI, uh, played 138 games, 585 plate appearances, and uh, doubles, 38 doubles. He's always been a doubles machine. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, you know, a lot of off-season stuff. Uh, we'll talk about the next show, but what a fun player, too. I mean, his feud with Rob Manfred, uh, he was not shy about uh, – about calling Rob Manfred out with some of the hypocrisy in baseball. Uh, he kind of took to uh, the city. Uh, his son loved it here. 
Uh, his, I think his wife loved it here and loved the fans of Cincinnati. So uh, hopefully that, that he does come back. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of business side to discuss too. Uh, I don't think, uh, not to get into it, I do think he'll be someplace on the East Coast just because uh, he wants to parent his son. And, uh, as a parent, there's no amount of, amount of money that would, uh, I would take that would put me further away from my son on a longer, on a longer basis. I, I know it's, it's millions of dollars either way, but I, I do think that's going to be a factor. Um, plus you have the collective bargaining agreement, uh, that, that could come into effect and, you know, he can still opt out next year if he does come back. So, uh, but he had a career year and I'm sure his agent is, is going to pressure him uh, to take a chance in free agency. I mean, I'm like every other Reds fan. I'd love to have him come back for at least one more year and get a ring, get something out of it, get to the postseason, whatever it may be. But, you know, like you said, if he wants to raise his son uh, in, in another environment like California, whatever it may be. Well, I, I don't think so. Well, the reason I say that, I, he's from Florida. Uh, yeah. he, he's His son is from his previous relationship, so it's a co- a co-parenting th- uh, environment. So he's uh, if, if she's still in Florida, he's going to probably want to stay on the East Coast or Central U.S. just because, uh, granted, he's a millionaire, so moving's not that difficult, but uh, ex-wives yeah. can be. <laughs> and, uh, you know. about that, Scott, And about that. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Uh, so I, I'm sure it's it's going to be that kind of decision. It's going to be a family decision. Uh, these are still human beings. They're not just uh, computer uh, computer animatrons, or they're just going to go. I just made myself sound like I'm 90 with that word, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, uh, you know, 40. If if the Dodgers offered them 40 million, that might be kind of tough to turn down. And uh, but. You know, it, it, the the CBA is going to be a factor and the family life is going to be a factor. Uh, so not saying that the Reds are absolutely uh, going to be his choice just because of the great time his family had while here, uh, but uh, it, it's definitely going to be a factor. And, he, I mean, that's what he said uh, to Jim Day and, uh, and to the media uh, that, um, you know, he's got to take in multiple factors and, you know, and as someone that's been married before and, and you're married, uh, his, his current wife is going to have a large say in that decision as well. Yeah, I mean, he's, besides his, his agent, yeah, he's going to talk it over with his wife. And it's going to be a big decision, and hopefully it's the right one. Absolutely. And hopefully as a prenup. That too, yes. Because <laughs> he's going to make a, a lot of money no matter what. Because, I mean, he's getting $16 million minimum with the Reds next year if he if, if he decides not to opt out. Yeah, prenup would be smart at this point. Uh, another player that had an awesome year that's definitely going to be back next year, Jonathan India. Wow. I mean, you got to talk about a guy that came out of nowhere oh, and I, just tore it up this I, year. I, re- I remember, uh, like, I don't – want to go back to the archives, but, uh, we are talking in our, in our spring training opening day preview show. Like, why are they picking Jonathan India? 
Uh, is he really ready? <laughs> and uh, he absolutely is. T- 269 batting average, 375 on base percentage, 459 slugging as a leadoff hitter at 21 home runs, uh, 143 hits, and uh, 69 RBI as a leadoff guy. I mean, he's a big reason why Castellanos and Votto had 199 RBIs. And he's a guy that really didn't play a lot in the minors. He, he, a, lot, a lot of guys go through the system like five years. He was only in the, in the minors for like two and a half years. Right. Well, I remember when the Reds drafted him. I'm like, why are they drafting him? We just drafted Nick Senzel at the same position. Yeah. I mean, obviously, this is a better move with Senzel being made of glass. <laughs> right. Yeah. Senzel had another uh, injury plagued year, unfortunately. Uh, uh, with, I mean, his season, not much to talk about. Uh, and now uh, another guy that kind of came out into his own, uh, into uh, his going into his first year of arbitration, uh, 263, 316 uh, on base, 416 slugging, uh, 16 home runs, uh, handled shortstop very well, Kyle Farmer. Um, so, I mean, he turned out to be the we – we got him for Homer Bailey, and I'll take that trade any day because we got rid of Homer Bailey's um, contract – we got half a season of Puig. We got a week of Matt Kemp, and I think two starts for Alex Wood. But uh, the guy, the kind of the throwing guy, ended up being the most valuable player out of that uh, out of that group. And it's strange. You look at all those guys that we got in return for Homer Bailey, which thank God he's gone. Right. I mean, he, um, Bailey was going to make and, and Farmer was Farmer wasn't the guy that you were looking at. Right, you, you know, people complain year after year about Joey Votto's contract, but Homer Bailey was going to get twenty-eight million dollars that season. God, that was the worst deal ever. <laughs> well, you know, he he got lucky that his contract came up before the Reds changed their uh, organizational philosophy, because the original philosophy was, uh, you know, bring the guys up. Uh, keep the ones and keep your homegrown talent. Uh, I hate that term, but uh, uh, for lack of a better term, keep your homegrown talent here. And uh, they signed the big contract with Homer. They thought people thought they were going to do the same thing with Mike Leake and uh, and Johnny Cueto. And as times uh, has told, that did not happen. Uh, they went the rebuild route instead, uh, which is why we're talking about this team uh, in in more disappointing fashion. And uh, while we're talking about disappointing fashion, other than September, a Eugenio Suarez. He ended the season almost a 200. 198, uh, 286 on base, 428 slugging with 31 home runs and 79 RBI. Man. Hopefully September is a sign of things to come next year. I don't know if he was ever over 200 all year, except maybe April. early on. We, I, I was looking at that, uh, at a game recently with, uh, uh, was it with someone and, uh, and yeah, I, I think back in, uh, March or so he was at 200 and then it just dropped March or April. Probably April, because there, there was only like one game in March. And then it just dropped down from there and then started to come back up in September. 
Uh, I mean, he started killing the ball. I was at that last game, and and uh, he was he was hammering it. But uh, but yeah, definitely a de- disappointing year for Suarez. Another guy, uh, more than disappointing, Mike Mustakis. Yeah, injuries have really taken him over Two, this year. Yeah, two oh eight batting average and. Uh, his fielding was not good when he came back off the disabled list. It was like he forgot how to play baseball. Yeah, his throws to first base were painful to watch. Yeah, another guy, uh, I thought he would have done much better, but David Bell, for whatever reason, and and by not playing him, it's kind of shown to be uh, the right move. Uh, Shogo Akiyama, uh, I, very disappointing, uh, whether it's because he's not playing or he's not performing. Uh, both are true, and you, and with uh, guys like Tyler Naquin and Castellanos, uh, I mean, there's really no place for Shogo to play. Uh, honestly, uh, not to jump ahead to our to our uh, all season shows, but I, I think uh, he'd be a guy that the Reds would probably try to move this off season. Yeah, I mean, I like Shogo, and and in my opinion, I think he's been disappointing. But yeah, like you said, you get too many outfielders. I mean, he's never he's never had a chance since he's been here to play every day and really see if he can get into a groove in Major League Baseball. He's been a bench player, and he was not a bench player in in Japan, and it's it's that's a very big adjustment to make. I mean, the guy uprooted his family and moved to America to play baseball. Right. I, I mean, it goes back and forth, but uh, at yeah. the same time. You know, his I, I believe his wife got injured by a falling tree uh, to yeah. start the season, and uh, and yeah, it's uh, it, it's been a rough time for Shogo. I know the Reds' uh, business department really wanted that to work out. Uh, then COVID hits, of course, that limits the travel from Japan, and then uh, you know he's just not in the lineup. And if he's not in the lineup. No one's going to fly from Japan or Japanese Americans here are not going to travel to Great American Ballpark to uh, not see him play. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a of a lose lose situation, and unless he's playing, I mean, he has to be playing, and he can't hit if he's on the bench. Right. As, looking at the pitching this year, is a little. A little bit down from last year. Thank goodness we didn't sign Trevor Bauer, <laughs> Bauer, uh, because uh, if his we regardless of his guilt or innocence, uh, that would have been a devastating, a devastating to pretty much every club except for the team he signed, which was the Dodgers. Uh, I mean, there I don't think even the Yankees could absorb a uh, thirty forty million dollar player being on the uh, ineligible list. I don't, even want, I don't even want to talk about Trevor Bauer. Honestly. Oh, I know. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm just saying, had the Reds found money to sign him, that would have been devastating to the organization probably for years. Well, yeah, especially for something that, you know, being on the ineligible list for, what is it, three months? Yeah, I mean, or suspension list or whatever it is. Not yeah. being able to play. Actually, it's worse than the ineligible list because not only is he not able to play, but you still have to pay him. I mean, as as a, as a an owner, uh, you sitting back going, "Why are we still paying this guy? We right. kind of have to. It's yeah. his contract." Yeah, I know. I mean, the Dodgers, the Dodgers. I looked it up: three hundred thirty-four million dollars in total payroll this year. Wow, wow. that's a, that's including major league talent they have in AAA. 
I mean, isn't that, I mean, the Yankees at one point had that kind of budget years ago. Uh, they never reached that. That I mean, the yeah, biggest just... the biggest difference is the the Dodgers TV contract is pays them over three hundred million a year. The Yankees get eighty million a year. And I think Dang. the I think the Reds are rumored to be around thirty million, maybe forty. Tell you what, TV makes some money. Yep. So I mean, uh, so I mean that's. And I think because of the way the CBA was drawn up, uh, the Dodgers share a lower percentage of their television revenue than the Reds do of theirs. Really? Wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I was reading there was some controversy. I don't know if they ever got it worked out or not, but uh, there was a lot of small market teams uh, not happy with it. I can see that. I can see how that could be a a big gap in between their relationship. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, Wade Miley had a great season, uh, wow, yeah, three, nine, seven ERA got injured towards the end, had a no hitter, uh, which probably means he's going to get a six year contract in the off season. Oh, wait, you got, you got to pitch a second one. You got to pitch a second one to get that. I mean, if he, if he comes back for maybe two, three more seasons, I'd be fine with that. If he could get this right. guy this year that we, for the next three years, I'd be happy with that. Well, the Reds have an option on him for next year. They would be foolish not to sign it because they're not going to find a replacement pitcher for that cheap. Yeah. Uh, unless, you know, they do have a couple of uh, – they actually finally have a pitching pipeline uh, throughout each level of the minors. So, I mean, some of these decisions may be easier because of that. And, uh, you know, teams like the Cardinals have done that for years where – uh, they'll keep a top guy like a Wainwright around, but, uh, all, all the other guys, uh, they move around the league. And plus you got Hunter green just waiting for his chance. Oh yeah. Hunter green, uh, Lodolo. Uh, we saw Vladimir Gutierrez. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can barely speak English tonight. So my Spanish okay. is going to be horrible. Uh, he made some headways. Uh, Luis Castillo should be back. Uh, I mean, there, I know there's trade talk with him. Uh, and then even Tyler Malley did great on the road and uh, had one or two good games at Great American Ballpark. Yeah, I'm not a big Malley fan, but he, he stepped up this year. He really yeah. stepped up. Now the disappointments of <laughs> the pitching staff. I'm going to start with the worst disappointment, and it, it kind of goes worse because, you know, you can't go out and talk like Ric Flair and pitched the way he did. And then that's Amir Garrett. Uh, I, I like Amir as a person. Uh, I, I, I kind of like the uh, AG attitude that he brought. But, uh, you know, I loved Rob Dibble for that, but Dibble got the job done. And Amir Garrett ended the season, I think, with a uh, 6.84 ERA. I'm sorry, 6.04 ERA. I'm not, it's not as bad as I looked. Yeah, I, I, and, he, and he was the one when he came out of spring training. Said, "I'm going to be the closer. I want to be the closer." And then all of a sudden, yeah, it talks about it talks about being bat flipping, son of a guns, and uh, yeah. yeah, and then he he can't rocking the baby, and then, um, then yeah, and then you know, uh, almost started a fight. Uh, now that one was not completely his fault, especially since uh, Javi Baez jumped the fence and. You know, Baez didn't get suspended. Amir Garrett got suspended for like a week. I didn't understand that. Yeah, so disappointing year for Amir. I don't know if the Reds will bring him back or not. We'll talk about that next week. 
another guy that was I was kind of excited that they signed. They got him real cheap uh, as a as kind of a risk reclamation project. Uh, it, it did not work. Sean Doolittle. I mean, his numbers on the surface aren't bad, but almost in any high pressure situation uh, you put him into, he gave up a run. Yeah, we had high hope. I had high hopes for him. I, I was hoping that the guy would come out like you would when he was closing for the Nationals and be that guy. It just didn't happen, and they ended up getting released and went to Seattle and sucked there too. And, and a guy I, <laughs> I really hate that had a bad year. He's entering his free agent year. He was injured for a good portion of the year, uh, and then he, he was a big reason – one of the big reasons of the collapse uh, in August through uh, end of the season, that's Michael Lorenzen. Great guy. Uh, we'll do a show maybe in the offseason on him, his time with the Reds. Uh, great story. But uh, this year just did not perform. No, I don't think the injury didn't help either to start the season. Uh, I think once he's healthy and he's focused, he's pretty good. So I, I don't know, I think he comes back. Yeah, well, he's a free agent, so the Reds will have to spend money, and that that's going to be a probably. Uh, I mean, every free everyone becomes a free agent the day after the World Series. Then there's five days for them to try to work a deal out with the current team. That rarely, if ever, happens. And uh, then uh, he'll he'll explore free agency. Uh, and who knows? The Reds have signed guys that have gone into free agency before, uh, but. Uh, but yeah, definitely a disappointing uh, year, and uh, it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a, a different bullpen next year. Uh, the Reds did get Luis Sessa in the trade deadline. He performed very well, two hundred five ERA. Uh, he is back next year. Michael Givens, uh, I liked him. I hope the Reds could find a way uh, to keep him a four point two two ERA. But I think he pitched better than that with the Reds for the most part. Yeah. And then uh, Art Warren, uh, he did really well with the Reds, 1.29 ERA. Uh, Justin Wilson's also a free agent, 2.81 ERA with the Reds. So uh, Reds have some uh, free agents out of the bullpen that pitched well, some that didn't. Uh, TJ Antone, a guy we almost forgot about because he went on the 60-day DL, but he was really tearing it up before uh, he got hurt. I mean, it looked like he may take over that closer role. Well, we're going to have to wait till 2023 for that to find that out, though. Yeah, unfortunately. And uh, kind of some other rookies that uh, made their debut uh, this year. Max Schrock, uh, going back to hitting and pitching. He did he did actually pitch. There was a lot of uh, position players this year that, uh, that have pitching stats as well. Yeah, and Blandino, and didn't Kyle Farmer pitch I, a game as well? Yeah, Blandino, I think, almost qualifies in fantasy as a pitcher now. Well, you better pitcher than a hitter. That's my opinion, by the way. Oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was doing well, and then and then the Reds put him in a, in a very big blowout game, had him, I think, go two innings, and he, he just gave up a grand slam, and, and it was over. Yeah, his pitching days are over after that. I think San Martin, though, he looked good in his last two starts. Yeah, Alex Blandino had four appearances. That's how you know you get blown out a lot. Uh, Max Rock had two. Yep. Uh, and Mike Freeman had one. 
Mike Freeman. Don't <laughs> 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 forget about that guy. Yeah, so so yeah, overall it was a fun year for the Reds. Uh, like I said, fun and disappointing at the same time. Uh, had had they not had that slip up in May and the slip up or the slip up in August, uh, I, th- I think they would still be playing. Yeah, I agree. Um, if you would have won at least a couple series in August, and then plus St. Louis winning sixteen in a row didn't help either. No, I I, I think people would have been. No, I don't know if it would have been better. Or worse, if you know the Reds would have kept uh, chugging along, and then the the sixteen in a row was just something that they couldn't overcome. But uh, they got to get to ninety plus wins, like Joey Votto and uh, said. You know, you get to ninety wins, especially if they expand the playoffs. You're pretty much guaranteed a spot. Uh, if you're in the uh, 83, 84 win range, I mean, it's not impossible. Uh, but it, it's a much tougher way to get into the postseason. I mean, once you're in, anything can happen. Yeah, if you get into the one game wild card game, I mean, at least you're there. Yeah, I mean, even even if it next beca- step. right, I mean, even even if it becomes a a three game series, uh, it'll still be uh, a possibility and and those type of things. So hopefully next year, I know Reds fans have been saying that for thirty years. Yeah, and and since '95 uh, to actually win a playoff series, but next year there's always hope. As long as as long as the stadium's open, I'm I'm going down there. I'll be there. Uh, you know, rest fans since birth. I have pictures to prove it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. So I mean, even if Castellanos comes back, because that's just icing on a cake. So. Hey, anything else? But we can also you can replace somebody with somebody bigger. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, we'll we'll find all that. I I know we're not going to talk a lot about the uh, off season, but I do want uh, to ask you this one off season prediction. Okay. How many bars do you think they will add to GABP this off season? You're gonna need a lot. <laughs> You're gonna need a lot if you keep losing players. You're gonna need a lot oh. of bars. You, you, you know, uh, they built uh, new bars last year. Uh, of course, didn't get to use them with the fans and started them this year with, like, the the, pr- the former press box. It's like a new bar club area. They put a kid's area in, put a bar in there. <laughs> and then this year, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll put another bar. And they did. They actually put a makeshift bar in a couple of games. <laughs> it's just like a plastic uh, portable stand. It was it was ridiculous. I'm waiting for the stripper poles to be in, installed. Well, that's in Miami. Oh, okay. I gotta go, <laughs> I gotta go to Miami apparently, oh, or uh, Columbus, evidently. <laughs> if you've seen any of the Urban Meyer stuff, Urban Meyer. Yeah, that, that guy. Never mind. I gotta go. I'm not. I'm not a, a. I know he was a big head, head football coach at Ohio State, or whatever. I'm not a college football fan, but I know um, what he's doing this year. I know what just happened. But you know, that's neither here nor there. We're talking about Reds baseball. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we, we we get off track on everything anyway. I know that wraps up uh, the season, wraps up the show. Until uh, two weeks from now, when we'll do a we'll start the uh, off season preview and uh, get into that. And don't uh, forget to follow us on our social media. Absolutely, go Reds. Go Reds. <laughs>